Has this ever happened to you? You're minding your own business, you're searching for something that you need, and then suddenly you read an ad, you just actually scroll past it, but you went back and then you realized, oh, I need this. You didn't even know it existed five minutes ago, but now you're like, I need this. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential. Making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Yes, Heiko is my name, H-E-I-K-O. Who are we all about? Well, it's simple, helping you become a better runner, a mentally a stronger runner. Why mentally? Well, because if you don't focus on your mind, you're going to end up with a, with a closet full of running gear things, <laughs> and none of them are going to actually help you improve. Because to really improve, to actually advance in your running, it requires not just effort and the developing of your weaknesses but most of all I, I often think the benefit of the effort of hard work the time you invest in the effort versus the result and that's the catch exactly there the hours you spend the miles you run the weeks the months in relation to the actual result see that is what stops many runners from trying to achieve a faster marathon or half marathon or 10k time Let's look at it this way. A runner that does a 10K in 50 minutes. Now, the 50 minutes is just a figure to illustrate a point. Don't, don't take it set as something in stone. No, it's just, it's just a time. It's a reference. So 10 kilometers, 6.2 miles, 50 minutes means a pace of 5 minutes per kilometer or about 8 per mile. So to achieve 40 minutes, okay, so I'm doing currently 50, I want to achieve 40 10k pace, you're going to need to run at a pace of 626, the, the mile or 4 minutes per kilometer, to come in at just under your desired time. So that means you need to reduce the current time by 1 minute for 10 consecutive kilometers, training for a 40 minute 10k. Of course, this is possible, definitely. Please note, this is if you are healthy, you know, if you've got a big bandage around your, your knee and or just had some operation on your ankle or something, then no. But if you are healthy and you're not struggling with extra weight or, or some injury that isn't yet 100% healed. So the question is not whether it is possible, but whether you're going to invest the time and the effort required. See, the desire for improvement, usually in my experience, it comes with a wish for it to occur too soon that's the big issue with runners sometimes you know a runner wants to improve within eight weeks i get emails sometimes i'm, I'm doing i'm doing a half marathon in eight weeks i want to improve you know it's or, or even worse i signed up for the event it's next month and and sure there, there can be some improvements i'm not going to deny that you can improve in four weeks you can improve in two weeks but to hit an improvement like that, to remain injury-free, you need to give yourself a lot more time, especially as you've added in years. <laughs> if you're in your 20s, it's something else. If you're in your 40s or 50s. And exactly that is where the dream of running, of having a great run time, it so often dies a slow and a silent death. You know, it's, a, it's that story of, yeah, I, I run, you know, and then what do you run? Well, I always run the same, same, you know. And what is your goal for running that next marathon or half marathon or 10K? Oh, I just want to hit my time. You know, I just want to. What a pity. I mean, you're investing that time anyway. Why not try for something bigger? Why not try for something ambitious? And there's a blog, actually, that I, that I enjoy following. And, and, and there, was some, there was a survey done. Uh, the results came in that 
The most basic non-customized training plan has a success rate of under 45%. That means runners that are adhering to a run plan, under 45% success rate. That's because most of the runners, you know, including me, we wouldn't mind a quick fix. <laughs> but the, the path to improvement is a different one. And this is where many runners go astray. You know, first thing you, you will understand and learn is how your body copes with the pacing. It, it's no good going flat out for the first 5K and then running out of energy for the remainder of the run. So the training workouts are opportunities to practice a variety of paces, get used to them, and the race is the opportunity to put those pacing skills to test. So at any given moment, many, many variables will affect your running pace. Some are external, you know, the distance you're trying to cover or the terrain where you're running, even the weather. And many, the most important ones actually are internal, your mental state, you know, your attitude. And then of course, how your body feels, including how it recovered from its previous workouts or races. And then of course, how you've, how you've been taking care of your nutrition and your hydration. For example, I still feel the last couple of races, the last two weeks, I did a couple of very difficult races with a lot of elevation gain. I still feel them in my legs right now, so it's still going to take time. I still need to take it a little bit slower at this moment. So effective pacing, it takes all these factors into consideration, and then you can only determine how fast or hard to run for that best possible result at that given point in time. Now, that is why it's good to throw in some caution into a plan and to leave more time, not eight weeks or six weeks. And caution means, you know, allowing that all to happen. Uh, on road, the running pace, it's very straightforward. You know, for most runs, um, uh, other than a speed interval, uh, you're going to aim for a steady, consistent per mile or per kilometer pace from start to finish. In hills, they're more, more little, you know, like inclines you have. It's a small impact, but overall, if you're doing things right, your average running pace should be stable. It should be constant. Now, on trails, your running pace is going to be a bit slower. It's going to be less uh, consistent obviously you know you might run a nine minute mile on the road and suddenly on trails you're averaging 13 to 15 you know what happened <laughs> it depends on the technicality of the terrain not just the the incline and a smooth runnable downhill it, it can take you you know six to eight minutes but a steep uphill might take you 20 to 25 minutes and what you need to be looking at here is one of the most important or not one of the most important one of the easiest ones to look at is the the rating of perceived exertion. And this lets you adjust your pace on how you feel physically. Um, speeding up things feels easy. Easing back when things start to get a little bit difficult. Now this can be very misleading. The rating of perceived exertion. Why? Runners get stuck. For example... I remember doing a, a training session, it was a, uh, was a whole weekend, um, in the UK, actually with a fell run champion, excellent guy. And one of the sessions, we had a long run, and he it was a group of about 10 um, people were participating in this weekend workshop. And during the long run, he, he came up behind me, and as we're running, he says, Heiko, stick with me. And we were about 8K into the run. I felt good. And suddenly I noticed, hey, this guy, he's, he's running he's running fast. I mean, this is like, I'm, you know, I'm like playing catch up, not just catching up to him, but also my breath. And I could feel I'm, I'm sweating a lot more. Uh, I, would, I, thought, I think this is too fast, you know. He's really moving. I mean, wow, jeez. All these thoughts 
were in my mind. I was going according to my feeling, which was telling me this is too fast. And I thought maybe he just wants to pull me along until the next bend. Well, every time I caught up with him, it felt like he was accelerating, but actually he wasn't. It was me struggling to maintain that pace. But to make a long story short, we actually completed, I ran with him the whole time, another 15 kilometers at that pace. And I struggled, yes, and it was this, that. You know, it, what I want to say is that basically I would never have run that 15 kilometers at that pace on my own based on my feelings. So the lesson is don't trust your, your perceived exertion. Um, most probably yours is too easy and too relaxed. Um, there are just actually six different paces in, in between there. That's called the easy run, the long run, the temper run. So the easy run, you've heard this, is where you can carry a conversation. The long run, you can speak sentences. And the temper run is challenging but sustainable. And you can speak single words. That's what I was doing, the temper run. And that's what you need to be looking at. That's where you need to focus your attention. Speed run is very challenging. You can't speak at all. So we go one down, the temper run. And... If you, if you want to try completing a temper run at, let's say, eight-minute mile pace, you, know, you, you don't need to check your watch the whole time. What I would recommend is going on a treadmill and practicing it there. That is the, one of the best references where exactly to get a feel for the pace. Or you head to the track with a stopwatch and you aim to run each lap in exactly two minutes. That'll give you an eight-minute mile. <laughs> so you finish your lap in 2.15, wow, then you've got to speed up a little bit more. Finished in 1.50, hey, whoop, slow down a bit. Work towards being able to really again and again and again hitting each lap within a second or two of your goal. And you're going to be amazed how quickly this actually happens and how much this helps you in mastering a target pace. So the challenge of pacing yourself is to let the, the, the presence of others also inspire you to run faster without getting overambitious. It's to, to outrun your ability level, but to have enough power to reach the finish line. And your pace is going to depend on the distance of the race. Of course, it'll be significantly slower or easier for, for an ultramarathon than for a 5K, of course. But the whole point is to not just develop a random feeling for it, but have a feeling that you've already pushed to the limit, that you've already tried what is it challenging, using your heart rate, using a treadmill, using the lap. Now, the, the golden rules here, you need to go to the track, you need to like run 400 meters at a, at a full speed, walk 20, 30 seconds, and run another 400 meters. And repeat this for about, first time, maybe just four laps. Next time, six laps. Then work your way up to 10 laps. And that is a very simple speed workout. The interval training is going to help run for one minute with a, one with, at full speed, and one minute just a simple jog. And again, one minute full speed, one minute slow jog. Do this for first 10 minutes. Not for 30. You're going you're to be exhausted. Do it for 10 minutes. And then work your way up to 20 minutes. <clears throat> then your way up to 30 minutes. And the, the speed workouts and interval training, this should happen on, on separate days. This should happen on different days. Now, do not strain your legs. Warm up is necessary before doing any workout. A cool down. Also, important thing, just keep it to three to four days a week. You respect your body and give it enough time for everything to heal. Uh, also have a look at your weight and your nutrition. 
man, before one week of, of race day and doing all the speed workout and dieting before that, so that week before you go into that tapering phase. In case you're wondering, why am I saying all of this? I mean, I'm saying all of this because those are the steps you need to really improve. And I want to mention somebody who I have great respect for her athletic abilities. And I'm biased, uh, Gerda Stein, <laughs> the winner of Cape Downs 2 Ocean, the 56K Ultra Marathon, and of course, the Comrades winner and record holder. And what's remarkable is that this lady, if you don't know her, please Google her. She started her professional career uh, at the age of 24, and she wasn't even into running or anything like that. But what happened is she lived abroad, and she started to run because that's what the expats over there did. And, you know, she, she got the hang of it, and she became very good at it. And she suddenly realized, hey, she could improve, and others started seeing it in her as well. But she definitely got the taste for it. And... Actually, somebody once asked her if she would ever go to the Olympics, and she would have said, well, only if they include a 100-kilometer race. That was a thinking, you know. It, it was positive, but like uh, with a little bit of... Hmm. And then she ran the New York Marathon at a time of 2.27. I mean, she beat her own personal goal of 2.29, which qualified her for the Olympics. You know, so even though the Olympics were then postponed, you know, she, she would have been included in the team. And that is something she never limits herself. She didn't limit herself just to ultramarathons. And it all started, let me, let me be more specific. In, in 2014, she f started to run, or she started like everybody else, she ran the Dubai Marathon and she finished in 3.11. And then when she did the Comrades, her goal was to finish 8.19. I mean, and the times just dropped from there. It went just straight down. She went to, to run Dublin, 2.51 marathon time. Then in Valencia, 2.37. Can you believe it? And ultimately, comrades, 2023, you know, a new record, 5.44. <laughs> I take more than double that time for the comrades. <laughs> she had a pace of 3.54 on an 88-kilometer run with extreme hills. I mean, and exactly... It goes to show in a couple of years what you can achieve. You know, and we all love, we've, the pros, the amateurs, we all love the starts and the finish. Yeah, a big whoop whoop here, a photograph for Instagram. We're all clapping, happy clappies. And we love the end. I mean, we love crossing the finish line. It's ecstasy all around. But it's the path in the middle. That is the way the real race is. That's what shapes the outcomes, the trials, the tribulations, and how we conquer them or not. And fact is that conquering trials comes from training, and especially long runs. That's where your body learns to cope with difficulties. That's where you build perseverance. You know, a person becomes mentally adapted to running for a long time during long runs. The brain, the nervous systems, they become better at sending signals to the muscles and, of course, holding a pace. Being aware of holding it, and exactly that is, is where the improvement is happening. So today, I want to really reach out to you. Reignite your passion. Build some hope for those big goals you maybe have given up on silently. You know, you like, <laughs> you took off the, 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 the New York Marathon or the Boston Qualifier from your fridge silently. You know, integrate more discipline to your run training. And you know you're going to struggle, and there'll be tough patches. But if you continue on this simple path, you don't need anything more. You don't need to spend money. You don't need to go to Amazon. You don't need to download anything. You just need to do these couple of things that I mentioned. 
You don't need those 30-day running hacks, money back, forget it. No, no, no. It takes longer. Give yourself more time. It takes consistency. And don't segregate. Don't divide, you know, this is me as a runner and then eating unhealthily or this is me, you know, not stretching, but now I'm going to go running or avoiding strength training. No, become complete no matter what level you are on. Become really consistent with what you're doing. I really want you to be, to be that runner, that type of runner, because it's very rewarding. It takes desire or it's never going to happen. And, you know, what keeps me going as I struggle up 7,300 feet of elevation last weekend was, you know, I realized I was pushing too hard. I was going too fast. And I knew I'm going to pay for this late. And you know what it is for me. I, I love making mistakes like that because, yes, I did suffer later. <laughs> uh, I didn't go by a pace or heart rate. I remember this. But those. But, but what I did remember is, and I had just a, a very powerful mantra in my mind, and it's a, it's a Bible verse, and it's who... Hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It's a nice little short video that I put out there on, on YouTube. Truly running above the clouds and, and having that verse. You know, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I felt a renewal of strength up there on that mountain. I felt like I'm going to soar like an eagle. And I ran and I, and I grew weary, but I didn't stop. So that's what I want to convey to you today. Hey, my name is Heiko. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And remember, take it easy.